You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Psychovertical Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kirkpatrick. Uh, well, I'm in the house today. It's, uh, what time is it? It's nearly nine o'clock. And uh, it's, yeah, it's nice to, I, was, I tried to do a podcast this morning as I was walking through the rain, but it was, I was, I was pushing my, uh, my buggy. If anybody heard the last podcast, I had a child pushing me along and he was there, I kept crying. So I kept putting me off. So uh, I'm going to, He's asleep upstairs, so I'm going to have a go at doing it on the kitchen table. So uh, today I thought I'd talk about something that cropped up this week. Uh, it's not really uh, not really climbing related. It might be climbing related. It's also a topic that might be upsetting or controversial to, to some people. It definitely was. That's why I'm going to talk about it because it seemed to rile a lot of people. But I did a, I did like a post, like anybody who's who's been following my Instagram account, uh, which is like Instagram at Cycle Vertical, uh, you know, for the last the last few months, I've been uh, like, I mean, I've been trying every day to just post something to do with uh, equipment because that's the next kind of book I'm going to do is like an equipment kind of book. So I've just been posting uh, little things like the history of bits of equipment, how military gear, you know, evolved and became sort of outdoor gear, uh, lots of little sort of tips, big, like some good tips in there and some just like basic kind of tips, but just it main, mainly as like an exercise, like getting up in the morning. So I'll get up at like sort of six o'clock and when I'm, when I sit down, I'll just literally find an image and go, oh, I could write something about that image. And, and then post it and then that and that's it you know it's like a probably like 20 you know 10 20 minute kind of job uh just do it so it's just uh like it's very good it's a very good exercise anywhere every morning like it's good to every morning you should probably wake up and read something 
like read a book or something, like read a few pages of a book. You should not be waking up and putting your phone on and seeing what the news is. That's definitely not what you should be doing. But you should ideally like begin the day reading something and then then creating something. So you know the classic thing is you have a sheet of paper and you have to write something. You have to you know you have to spend five minutes looking at the piece of paper and you have to write something on it. Doesn't matter what it is, just write something on it. So so this is a this is a kind of variation of that really, and. Uh, it's like the only it's the only social media i had a, i had a period had a period before christmas when i was like on i went back on twitter for a while because uh because i was having we were having this baby so i was like i was like sometimes i was awake at like you know four in the morning and stuff so i i was kind of bored so uh like twitter is a little bit like you know like a, a gladiatorial kind of combat like you you jump in there and you start like slugging it out with people so uh but is is for me like twitter seems to have died a death so i've i've finally well I've, I've i've deleted twitter like several thousand times like i've been on it since 2008 and i always like archive all my you know i had like 24,000 tweets on it the first time i archived them all because i always archive it and they're like i'm gonna i'm just gonna get off this i'm gonna delete it deactivate its account but i always I always archive it because I'm always like, well, someone's going to say, well, you only came off because you said something really racist or something. So I've always, I've always, you know, so I always like to, I always, you always have this 30 days before you can, you know, you have like 30 days once you deactivate it. And if you, you know, you can, you can reactivate after 30 days. And so far, every time I've deactivated, it's a little bit like when you give up uh, like heroin or something. And, you know, the drug dealer like rings you up every day, like, oh, how are you doing? You know, well done, well done for giving it up. And you're like, oh, cheers, mate. And then next day he rings you up, how are you doing? Like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. And then anyway, the, the, on the third day, you like go around and, you know, uh, buy loads of heroin. So um, I'll have to be careful if you give up heroin. That's why people always overdose because they like they go into prison and they don't have any heroin. And then they come out and they have the same amount as they did. And that kills them. So before... Because they sort of lose the lose the you know their, their what do you call it tolerance for heroin. So it's a bit like that with social media. Like you, uh, you know, you, you you go off social media for like a week and then you come back and you're just like ah, and you're like I hate you, fuck you, come right, it's, where do you live? I'll come and beat you up and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, so it's uh, but anyway, I've, I've, I finally well hopefully I shall we'll, we shall see you know we shall see. Uh, if I uh, finally stay off it, but anyway, but I'm mainly mainly trying to just stick on stick on Instagram because I kind of kind of I quite, I like Instagram. Uh, it's a lot. Even I've always had this. I've always had this. I've always had this confusion why I seem to be controversial and why I seem to upset everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like for like Adolf Hitler. Like I just don't get it. Like I'm just trying to do good stuff. You know what I mean, or Stalin. Like hey, like. You got to kill a couple of million people, haven't you, to get shit done around here? So, so yes, I'm always be. I remember the f- the first time someone told me that I was controversial. I was, I think, I was in London. I was in some pub, and someone's sister was like, "Oh, yeah." Someone told me about you. Like you're always, you know, you're very controversial. I don't, I had no idea what she was talking about, but yeah, I do seem to. I do seem to upset people. I don't. I, I, I don't know why. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's a Yorkshire thing. I don't know. Um, I do. I have. I have. I do. I. I think maybe. I think maybe the older you get, the less you kind of care. And I don't really. I don't. I don't really need anything of anybody. Like I don't get. I don't need money of anybody. So, uh, 
you know, I guess they have like, you know, sort of fuck you money. Um, so that, I don't know if this is true, but the fir- that's the first time someone told me that fuck you money was I was working on some filmy type thing and someone told me that he was working on Titanic with James Cameron and he told everybody that no one could go to the toilet uh, until he'd finished this scene and they, and he just got up and he said, see you guys, you know, I've saved up enough money to, to say fuck you and he walked off or something. So I don't know if that's a true story, but I always, I always thought it was kind of funny. So um, when you are controversial, you do get a lot of, I actually get a surprising number of messages from people, uh, famous people, who always seem to ask me advice on what to do if they've suddenly, you know, if they've, if, if they've called a new route or something and then people have said they're a white supremacist or something. Uh, you know, like they called a, you know, they called a route like, you know, I want to kill trans people or something. And then they're like, what? I don't get it. I don't, you know, I don't mean, you know, I don't, I don't mean literally, you know, so it's, they always seem to come to me. I'm not, I'm not very good at uh, giving them advice. I just say, like, don't apologize and just, you know, just people just forget about it. It's a bit like, you know, when a port, when a bear, um, you know, when a bear kind of attacks you, you should always lay down, you know, when you're all like cut to ribbons and, you know, molded, you know, mold half to death, you just lay there and eventually it'll go away or, or it'll eat you. So that's a, that's a good thing with these kind of, uh, these kind of things. But also, there's always, there's always always a kind of element. I think I told somebody it's like I, I don't even heard this this saying, but it's like you know you get in a you get in a pig pen and you're fighting with the pig and you're like rolling around in the mud and fighting for your life, and then suddenly you suddenly you realise that the pig's actually enjoying it. You know, it's probably got like a hard on or something. So that uh, you always have to be aware of that. Like some people, they really get they really get off on it. It's like the you know it's like Matt rescue teams, you know. You know they love it. They love they love you know love, love going and rescuing people. But they'll always complain. But they they really do love it. You know otherwise they'll have to pay them. So, uh, so yeah. So I wrote this thing. It's 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 kind of short and nearly everything. It's like sometimes when you write something on social media or you know, Instagram, whatever, people seem to think that you've really thought this out. Like you've really maybe sat down over a few days. You know working out a you know outline and then sort of you know breaking it down into paragraphs and you know sort of maybe having someone proofread it and uh, you know passing it around a few people like what do you think about this uh you know, <laughs> you know and um but it's you know i don't know if other people do that i don't know i think i know a lot of people they don't actually write their instagram posts they're just you know if everyone from the north face says the same thing on the same day i'm i'm guessing they're not all like have a hive mind i'm guessing that some marketing companies just you know, has control over their, you know, you know, you know, best, best jacket ever, hashtag blessed, the kind of, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, so I don't have a marketing team. Uh, ideally, I don't want anyone to see it who I know, like the idea my mum would ever see it. Well, that's why I probably, my mum got on social media. So that's why I probably t- toned it down a bit because my mum would, my mum would get upset. And, and in the past, I did have to tone it down because Vanessa, my wife got upset and she was like, I hate the way people think you're, like horrible and all that kind of stuff and that's not who you are and like little did she know that's what i am so so anyway so i don't want her to see that kind of thing uh, people being upset so but it's difficult because they always seem to upset everybody no matter you know no matter what <laughs> no matter what you write someone's going to get upset actually it's not it's not that they get upset that doesn't really matter it's that i'd actually get i'm very defensive and i'm very thin-skinned so 
I uh, I tend to overreact because that's again that's just the way I am. That's that's how you get. You know, if someone kicks you in the balls, you know, you punch them in the face. That's you know, I'm not one of these like, uh, you know, thank you, thank you, you know, that kind of thing. It's just it's just the way you are. Um, although the heating's coming down, hopefully, hopefully, can hear that. So. So yeah, so I I just sat down and basically what I I just read something about like a a sixteen year old uh, kid who was really into the outdoors and all that kind of stuff like committing suicide and because of COVID and then and then I was like talking to someone on the telephone who was like super super you know super upbeat and they were like saying how depressed they were so it, it just I think I was like I was basically angry. When I wrote this, which I think is a good thing, um, I think I was kind of so angry that later on people started asking questioning some things I'd written, and uh, I had no remember I had no memory of him writing it. So that's 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 well, that shows that I just wrote what I was thinking, and I didn't I didn't re reread it or anything. I just posted it usually because I'm I'm kind of busy doing something else, and maybe Vanessa came in the room. I didn't want her to see what I was doing, or. Uh, you know, sometimes you do get in this kind of fl- flow state of writing where you just write a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of shit. But sometimes there's some good stuff in there. But you are like channeling, channeling something. So, so yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll just I'll read it. Th- I'll read through it, and then we'll, and then we'll like we'll have a quick talk about it. So, um, it's tough getting on the phone. It's, it's tough getting off the phone from the most positive person you know when they tell you they're feeling depressed. Do you feel the same? If so, here are some non-pharmaceutical ideas, strokes, options. Number one, you are not depressed. Life is just shit, and so you feel shit. Unmotivated, confused, anxious, worried about how you're going to get through this. Depression is something like losing a baby or being told you're dying of cancer. So don't use that term to describe how you feel, but give that feeling something that means something real. Number two, being on social media, Instagram is okay. Watching the news, listening to the radio, it's like attaching a very small hose from your car's exhaust to your mouth. It will fucking kill you slowly. Get off it. And if you can't get off it, find some way of getting it away from you for a few hours, days or weeks, in brackets. Use a blocking app. Give it to a friend to hold. Smash it with a hammer. Number three, stop watching so much TV. It really does rot your brain. Really does make you fat mushy-brained, pathetic, passive, rabbit, a rabbit-minded loser. Number four, listen to more music, read more books, ring more people up and talk shit to each other. Maybe they feel worse than you. Number five, stay off the carbs and the sugar. Number six, realize that you are the focus of the greatest ever public service propaganda campaign in the history of the planet, run by idiots who would be best sticking to selling washing, washing powder. Number seven, get a dog and go for a walk. Think about someone else apart from your sad-ass self. If you don't have a dog, go steal one. In brackets, it'll make you feel alive, especially when you get caught. That was probably the most controversial bit about stealing a dog. I didn't even, I didn't even remember writing that. So, Number eight, break some rules. In brackets, be a sinner. Number nine, if you can't express how you feel and think, everyone you know everyone you know is a good, is a pod person, then start... Nope. Then I'm spoiled. And what's that? <laughs> oh, sorry. 
that's about, that was that's uh that's a bit for later on um uh yeah if you can't express how you feel and think everyone you know is a pod person then start writing sci-fi that's a bit obscure finally the best advice you could ever have been given the best advice you the advice we were all given but ignored and for years on mugs posters t-shirts is keep calm and carry on and remember as at its worst we never had it so good so that that very mundane post seemed to engender a lot of uh, a lot of very upset people uh, maybe there were dog owners i'm not i'm not sure but i suspect it was uh, well i know um a lot of the a lot of it was about talking about mental health and being flippant about it and apparently i even i even it was a misstep by me you know this is the worst worst criticism i could have that i overstepped the mark um which probably means someone doesn't really know who i am anyway so that's, that doesn't matter uh so so i thought i would give have give this opportunity have take this opportunity to briefly talk about um sort of the brain mental i don't even i don't even like using the term mental health it's the brain stuff brainy stuff like stuff that goes on in your mind stuff that you know in your thoughts and all that kind of stuff now this is uh like robert steiner who's a who translated my books into german has this great thing he calls it like pig farmer philosophy where you you aren't qualified you know to to give an opinion but you're uh, you do anyway cuz and it's like a pig farmer philosophy and in a way it's kind of uh kind of like it like if you're having some kind of if you feel like you're having some sort of mental health issue i guarantee if you went to see a pig farmer they could probably sort you out they could probably say you know be like oh god you know i just can't i just so unmotivated i'm you know bipolar and all that kind of stuff and he'd be like you know go and clear clean all that shit out of that that pen over there and you, you go in there the pig would attack you you'd be fighting with it and you'd be like oh my god andy's right like it is it's, it's fucking enjoying this and uh before you know it you'd feel fine you know it'd be amazing and um so so i think pig farmers you know pig farmers are you know they've there's, there's, there's something there's something about it but uh, i need to point out that i'm not a qualified uh psychiatrist like, i can't spell the I can't spell psychiatry or psychiatrist or I have trouble spelling the difference between psych and psyche. So I'm really psyche uh, to do this. So, so yeah, so we just get all that down here. Now we do live in an age where no one is allowed to uh, put forward any kind of uh, opinion unless they have a degree or some sort of doctorate or something or, you know, PhD in something. Now I don't have any of those things. Uh, I've never been a practicing uh, medical type person uh, or brain type person so everything i'm saying here is uh you know it's it's a bit like in 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 my in my article in that little thing i wrote i said about stealing a dog now i don't think i'm not telling anyone to steal a dog in the same way if i said like if you go into a toilet and there's a hole in the wall stick your dick through it and see what happens like i don't really think you should because that's just a joke you know and if you went if you ever go into a toilet and you see a hole in the wall it make you laugh because you're like oh i remember that you know you don't know what it is so um you know but don't, don't stick your dick through it um but you know, but that, that's what i'm talking about you know I, I don't know anything about sort of having sex with men in toilets but i can make i can, I can i've got an opinion about it 
you know, it's completely fine. Um, so, so, so this is this is the stuff I'm going to say now. Is I'm not recommending. This is just this is my as a 49 year old person. This is my observations about myself and about other people around me. So, like I, w- I would, like I, I could get, very, I could go very deep into this. The point where you would think I was. I was insane. Like I was, I was actually in, interacting with someone today about about this issue, and I probably went to the point where he never replied because I just sounded like uh, I just sound like a crazy person. But you sort of build up, like if you you have to kind of build up some some kind of map or kind of landscape in your mind. Uh, like if you're a visual person, that's how you have to do it. You have to construct some kind of operating system in which you you don't go fucking crazy because like literally we are born we are we are we are underqualified to be human beings well we're, we're you know we're well qualified to be like hunter gatherers uh you know out in the savannah or whatever like chasing after wallabies or whatever but we're really not we're really not uh, up to scratch for the for where we find ourselves when we're born like almost as soon as you start walking, you know, you're, you're fucked, basically. You know, someone sticks the, you know, you can't even count yet and someone's shoved an iPad in your hand and is getting you to do shit with it. You know, like, we're basically, we're basically driven insane. We're, we go crazy very, very early. And in order to, in order to try and, in order to try and stay sane, we have developed this idea of creating a like an unreality, like a, a subjective reality, and that reality is probably what you would in the past call call religion. So religion is, you know, it gives you this set of it gives you some idea. It's like you know what this is like science before we had science. So it gives you like a few ideas, like why does the sun go up and why is there thunder and why did like children die of the plague and you know it's all all, all these kind of things. Like it was it was not super effective, but you know, everyone believed the same thing at the same time. Uh, depending if you went somewhere else, and they might believe something different. But everyone's basically believing the same. You know, so Ju- Judaism is like this is this is working pretty well. The Jews are, the Jews are doing pretty well out of it. Like they seem to be a coercive unit. You know, they're not killing each other. So we'll develop well our own. We'll get some of this Christianity stuff like Judaism two point two point one or it is two point and then the Muslims are like that looks that's pretty good. We'll we'll have we'll have some of that. And anyway, so so that that kind of system uh, seems to be quite effective. So people, uh, you know, it was it was good for the time, but you know, time we we live in much more complex lives in a way, do we? Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we live much easier lives anyway, so we have more time to think about this kind of shit. Like we're not fighting with pigs. Uh, we're just fighting with like probably electronic pigs on our phone as we're sitting on a tube train or something. So. So, so this um, subjective kind of reality, like the matrix, you could call it or whatever, some kind of religious matrix, uh, it's kind of effective. And then, you know, we kind of get rid of religion and we get rid of, um, we kind of destroy our sort of cultural kind of things because they're all fashioned and, you know, we'll get rid of all this crap. It's why do we do, why do we do all this kind of stuff? Like, you know, why do we really need, like, to be surrounded by, our families and our cousins and uncles and aunties, we, you know, everyone, let's just go and live as far apart as every, you know, let's go and live in a different place, different country, whatever. Like, you know, do I even need to be married anymore? I'll just leave my wife and I'll just, you know, she can look after the kids and, you know, I'll just be by myself. I'll just, 
just find somebody and we'll just on in, on their what's it called grinder or what one of those things um very homoerotic tonight no not grinder it's the other one anyway tinder or something something you know so so basically the the operating system we you know that wasn't it wasn't great the operating system we had it was like sort of windows 95 or something uh but what we have now is some uh you know some club penguin or something we just have some really things so so as a, as a as a roundabout i'm just basically telling you that the 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 container of our of our sanity like the ba- the boundary of our sanity that's supposed to keep us give us the illusion that we're sane when really we're not like everyone basically leaves everyone believes like some crazy shit and this covid thing is like magnified mag it kind of it demonstrates how crazy we are like with the masks and all that kind of stuff like we are we are we are crazy human we are crazy animals basically but in a lovely way you know and in a nice way so like we don't want to be robots do we we don't want to be you know like dr spock or whatever unless you're half human then maybe that's the best the best of the best of both worlds so um so i think that I think when you when you are forced to experience uh, objective reality, so if you I've, I've never read any Ayn Rand, but Ayn Rand is like you know the the patron saint of objectivism. But basically, objectivism is is reality. So if you're like a if you're a soldier, if you're like a you know you're in the in the Marines, you know in the in the Marines, and you're living in this kind of uh, you know, you're living in a subjective reality like everybody else, and you also have this uh, subjective reality of war and of killing and of heroism and of duty and of patriotism and all that kind of stuff. And then you go to uh, Iraq and you just see people like blunt pieces and you see children crushed by tanks and you see like horrific stuff. And you basically... the the subjective reality is completely destroyed. You don't, you know, you lose all your all your navigation points in your mind. You don't really believe. You really believe. You're really made aware that everything you believed was just like an illusion, really, and you are like fully kind of ex- exposed to this this uh, to objective reality, like the horror, the horror, the horror of of your existence so i would say i've never killed anybody i've never been in a war but that is my interpretation of what happens so when you come back you basically cannot ever you cannot rebuild this shattered subjective reality every you know people are talking about oh no the cardassians are are getting divorced or do you see the football last night whatever and you're just like i just saw like a baby get blown up or something so it's very 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 hard to to come back from that and I think, in a way, in my my uh, breaking out of this, uh, like it's going to be, like, oh, look at, listen to him. He's, he's not in a, he's not in a subjective reality. But in my uh, in in my life, as in going climbing mountains and things, like when you're in when you're in these places, it's very hard to hold on to, you know, this this sort of false reality because you really have to deal with where you are and the people you're with and you know people under really people in in extremis can generally not maintain these uh ways of seeing themselves um because because this unreality that we live in is 
is sustained and bolstered and reinforced by all the media we consu consume, like the, you know, like advertising, movies, television, the, the news, you know, it creates, it's all there kind of to try and, like you could, people, isn't, it is a form of brainwashing, but it's not there, it's, it's probably, it's not intentional, it's because we're all, doing the same like if we all go to if we all went to church catholic church no one in that church is evil and the pope's not evil and all that kind of stuff it's just it's like the hive mentality of like we have to try and like this is this is true isn't it like why what's he talking about like you, some people won't know what i'm talking about here as well but some people will kind of understand what i'm saying here so so there's no like a there's no like grand conspiracy of let's brainwash everybody uh by you know so the classic one i would always say is that like every other advert on television has like a like a biracial couple on it and if you look at the statistics for you know in in scotland or wales like it's 99 percent of people are white welsh people or scottish people and, and in england you know was it like three percent or something if people are black and seven percent are asian or whatever so but it but it creates it creates a you know, people would say, well, what's wrong with that? Like, what, does it really matter? And I would say, yeah, it does because you, the, you are building the, 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 the false reality that's built has to somehow reflect what you see outside your, outside your door. Otherwise it starts kind of breaking down. And when you, you know, like the, the, uh, the, the thingy in the matrix, the glitch in the matrix, like you, you know, people start questioning. It becomes more. It becomes more and more like faith. Like things aren't how I think they are. Like I read that the the crime crime is getting less and less. But when I go outside, I feel less and less and less. You know, I feel more and more scared, and I see more criminal behaviour. And someone broke into my car, and blah blah blah. So you, the if you're going to have an effective false reality. It needs to be well, needs to be well maintained. So I'm going. I'm completely. I was. This is. This is the bit I wasn't going to talk about because it's too. It's too crazy. But fundamentally, you need to. You need to either fully, fully go into this false reality. Um, so maybe that's one one reason why people who have who are exposed to objective reality to reality. Is they often go in become religious because religion is well it's, it's well thought out it's very effective um, like I used to be a total I hated religion I was a total bigot basically I hated religious people but I have a I have a, a huge amount of respect for religion religious people um, I think people poo poo them at their at their uh, you know poop him up there or something but it's it's a mistake basically and having lived in an islamic country you know where everyone is believing the same thing you know you it really is uh, a very effective way of you know it's totally insane but at the same time it's very very effective at creating a very stable society where everyone agrees yeah this is a bit mad but i agree i i i go for i'm going for it and the same with mormons like mormons are are amazing people fantastic people all these religions have problems but no worse than i would say secular people i'd say secular people have a lot more shit they have to problems than than the, these other groups so um so religion is this like 
you know, you have your 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 reality completely falls apart. And you come home and people are like, oh, why did you go to Iraq? You were just, you know, it was just all about oil and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, I thought it was about patriotism, but you know, it isn't and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, so religion, you know, religion or something else, you know, water paint, watercolors, you know, you have to sort of somehow reconstruct the landscape in your mind or you rewrite your operating system. So maybe like I was... Like my dad has done a lot of work with people with PTSD and we have like conversations about it. And I, I think there is, there is an element where, where people go down into layers. Like you've, you've, you're kind of naive about the world. You have this kind of, you know, very naive view of politics and right and wrong. And then you go and fight in a war, like in Iraq, or you go to Afghanistan or, or wherever. And then you, you start reading the Guardian, and you're like, "Oh my God! Like, look at this, this corporate stuff and oil and all that kind of stuff." And you feel, you basically feel like you've been raped or something. Like, you feel like you've just been, you know, you've just been used, which is like you're already fucked, and now you just think like it was all for nothing. So I always think you need to go, you need to go deeper. Like, you have to, you have to understand about geopolitics, and you have to understand that that no matter how fucked up and evil it is invading countries, like there is some kind of element of sort of mad, you know, there's some sort of mad theory behind all these things, even if it is, even if it's totally immoral, there, there is, you know, these things happen for, for various reasons. But so I think you have to really square, square these things, you know, you can't, you can't be, you can't be too judgmental of yourself and everything else. So, so God, I'm really going off the topic here. So um, so I would, so I would, so I would say that basically, um, a lot of people are dealing with on like a on a on a macro scale. You know, people are living within a reality that is uh, that is designed to try and keep them sane, but it's it becomes less and less effective because you know, kind of people are like the problem with the internet is it kind of opened Pandora's box and that people were suddenly able to, um, you know, gain a lot more a lot more knowledge. Where before, you, know, you have to go to a library and they only had so many books. So you'd go to a bookshop and you'd sit, stand there all day reading books for free. But, but, you know, suddenly people had a lot more access to knowledge and some of the knowledge was uh, good and some of it was bad and some of the knowledge needed, like, sort of thorough interpretation and people can be easily led um you know led down sort of you know led in the wrong direction and and then you, and now you have like a media which you've always trusted and always maintained this uh you know you felt secure that what they were telling you was true and i think now you have a media which is uh which is trying well you have the whole system is trying to pull everyone to a place where they're back under control which i think in a way most people you know i'm kind of shocked how pe how easy people are with like censorship and uh you know agreeing on things which i don't think are true but people you know it's almost like it's better to all believe something that's not true than for us all to believe something different so um so be and uh, but as a, as a result of that we have a you know probably half the people don't believe you know, rightly don't believe anything, anything anymore from that they're told by one's trusted media and that leaves this void and that void gets filled with all this, uh, 
you know, crap, you know, real information, disinformation, you know, information warfare, all that kind of stuff. So people, I would say like almost everyone, everyone I know is going crazy, you know, in, in well, <laughs> generally in bad ways, uh, or they're having, um, you know, uh, learn, learned helplessness, you know, where you torture someone the point where they just give up and you're not going to get anything out of them they're just they're just they're just useless and i think people have become like that they just disengage from from everything and they just live in in a different kind of world which is kind of effective in a way like you just you know you just you just bring bring the walls in you know it's like lines in a in a fort you know like people have just there's gone into the citadel now they're gonna hopefully they'll survive in there so that's on the that's on the that's a that's a that's a you know that, that's some sort of adam curtis kind of stuff i'm talking about there and you you don't have to believe what i'm talking about you know this is this is this is only my interpretation of the world so there are many others that aren't have nothing to do with what i'm talking about like this is my how i sort of square the things i see around me so then on a sort of a, a micro scale you have like just generally the shit that people have to deal with, of being human beings, uh, you know, relationships with other people, disappointments, you know, all the, all the kind of stuff that, that that goes on in life, and there is a there's a there's a weight of being a human, of being a human being, and if you're not if you're not a standard human being, if you're gay, if you're a minority, you know, so if you're black in a country full of white people if you're white in a country full of black people if you're asian and everyone's black whatever you know but there's there's a you know if you're tall if you're fat if you've got ginger hair you know if if your eyes are crossed you know there's there's a all all humans have they have a burden of being being alive and they have a they have the burden of of their dreams basically the dreams and their their bad experiences now I think one 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 problem is is we in the in the West not not so much in other places uh, like you would never really be having this conversation if we were in Kenya or Namibia or somewhere like that and probably not if you know in lots of countries we, we wouldn't but here it's, it is like a a massive massive problem that's just getting worse and worse and worse which is mental health kind of problem so. In the, you know we are like so atomized as as people we're uh, we're we've never been so far <laughs> we've never been apart and together you know all that kind of bullshit again that's a that's a that's a subjective lie Do you know i mean that's not tr- that's not tr- true you know we've never been so apart that's it there's no such thing as like we've never been so p- apart together so this so this kind of marketing is is a major problem to me because I think it's just so piss poor basically. So um so, so yeah so people have all this all this crap that's going on in their in their lives and what has what has happened I think is that we have increasingly sort of pathologized ourselves uh in order to come to terms with ourselves and to try and maybe maybe someone gives you an option of like here like i will help you i will take this pain away or something of this you know something that something awful that's happened in your life and i'll you know here's a pill or 
actually here's a diagnosis and how you're feeling you know it's it's not normal and you have you know you have anxiety or you have depression or you're bipolar or or, or all these kind of things so we're increasingly becoming um recent we're pathologizing ourselves and we're being pathologized and we're being told that it's okay like it's okay to be basically it's okay to be a weak pathetic loser and to the point where if anyone demonstrates any kind of toughness or robustness or tells people to pull themselves together like you have no other you have no other option but to fucking pull yourself together like pull yourself around like you have to be strong for people around you uh th- those kind of people are just seen as being tall assholes or you know oh, it's okay for you all that kind of stuff um but really you know th- we have a point where all this complete obsession with being empathic and being caring and and it's actually it's actually has the opposite the opposite response like um I don't know I don't know why that is but it's uh it's I think it's making people more and more more and more ill and it's not an effective strategy like the old classic you know people were much happier in the blitz you know than they were you know in the 90s when it was like you know boom time so is you know the idea of the stiff upper lip is there is there is there is there was something there and there was something about you know, people having to be strong for each other. When people were in close proximity, you know, people were going through far worse things than is going on right now. And they somehow, you know, like some people committed suicide. And there was like shit going on under the under the surface. But at the same time, you know, people seemed to be able to to have coping strategies, which weren't which weren't to do with like drugs, basically, and and it wasn't to do with by having like total mental breakdowns and everyone, you know, like as soon as you mention, you know, as soon as you mention depression, almost everyone you meet will tell you like, I've suffered with depression. I've survived depression. I'm a, you know, I'm bipolar. And and it's like, Oh, for God's, for God's sake, like it's just depressing me just talking to you all. So there is, there is like the, the pathologizing of the human condition, which is not, which is not, which is not an ideal like we have that again we have this sort of worldview of looking through instagram looking through social media which is ma- which is maximizing the, the the mania inside us where we you know we are like measuring ourselves with everybody else like oh god they look so happy and oh what you know and uh you know you can see your ex-girlfriend on you know on instagram and she's getting married or she's living in a big house or whatever like all these all these kind of things like they're not they're not normal basically and they're kind of dementing us so so a good a good example of this there was a so so an example of this is like people always say oh i have a I have like a chemical imbalance in my brain and that's why that's why i'm depressed or that's why i've got bipolar now i would say that that is like someone saying um well first of all it's not true there's no such thing as like a chemical imbalance in your brain um so yeah, that was that'll upset some people if that's what you've been told. But that's not that's just not true. But if it was true, it's almost like saying, "See this? I've got this big uh, gunshot wound, you know, in my leg," and it's like, "How did that happen?" It's like I have no idea. It's like did it, you know, like. But people don't realize it's like having a gunshot wound, not not 
thinking a bullet went through it. You know, where did the bullet come from? Oh, did, oh bullet. I don't know. Bullets did that. You know. So you, if you have, if there's some change in your brain, like yes, some people will tell you like, oh, this just it just happened. One day I woke up and I was like massively depressed, and I'm sure that happens to some people. But the majority of the people, when you when you talk to them, you know, so you'll have someone who is a, a single mother. She's got three kids. She's got no. She lives in a shit shit house. She's got no money. She lives in a shit estate. Her kids go to a shit school. Her kids have no prospects in life. Basically, they're just going to end up the same as her, and they're never going to escape out of it. And she goes to the doctor, and she's like, "Doctor, I feel like committing suicide." And the doctor's like, "You've got. I've only got. I've only got like seven minutes to see you because I've got like a, a, a you know waiting room full of like depressed people." Uh, what's wrong with you, love? Is you got a chemical imbalance in your brain? Here, take these tablets for the rest of your life, and uh, everything's gonna be fine. So, you know, she goes away, and she's like, "Oh, I had a chemical imbalance in my brain." You know, so it's, you know, like that. Literally, that's literally what people will say. So there was a, there was a documentary, and it was about bipolar disorder. Now, now you got to remember, like, I'm not a professional here, so I will let me get to the end before you judge me for what I'm saying. And it was a program about bipolar disorder. And it was all these new remedies for bipolar disorder. And they, you know, at the beginning, they kind of admitted they didn't know what it was. And it, but it was just, you know, it was a real thing, like famous people have it and all that kind of stuff. And they were going through all these different remedies. And you could put this, uh, like, electrode in your brain. And you could put the, you know, give them this, like, special kind of, uh, this new drug that they were developing using ketamine or something. And, you know, billions of, you know, the, the I think um, dep- antidepressants, it's worth like 23, 21 billion dollars a year. Like it's, you know, like a third or maybe a, is it a fifth or a third of people are on antidepressants. Like it's, you know, it's gone crazy. So anyway, so yeah, I went through these people. It's like, oh yeah, I felt a bit better, blah, blah, blah. And then right at the very end of the program, they were like, oh, and by the way, like, what was going on in your life at the time when you had bipolar disorder? And they were like, oh, I was working like, you know, 500 hours a week. And, uh, oh, oh, my, you know, my, my, my son had just died. And, da, da, da. and all these people had these completely, re- you know, valid reasons for feeling, feeling depressed, basically. It wasn't like something just flicked on in their head. They'd, you know, it's the same as if you... Uh, you know, so it's like beating your body up, or beating your mind up. Like people often, you know, push the push their their minds into places. Then your 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 mind is not meant; it's not capable of it, of doing what people ask for it to do. Sometimes, you need know, to take on too much too much work, too much stress, too much debt. You drink too much, you smoke too much, you don't eat properly, and all these kind of things. And your brain can. Uh, can rapidly like unravel and often it'll come you know bad decisions will compound other bad decisions and before you know it you've gone like totally crazy so 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 yeah so generally so generally there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a part of this which is that you once you start thinking more of it in the other way other way around like what is why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling like this? Can I do something about this? Like instead of thinking like I'm becoming I'm depressed from bipolar, I need to go and get some some pills, and maybe these pills is like going into a a, a coma, you know, like a 
and the doctor puts you into a coma and you know you're, all your skin's burnt off and they'll have an induced coma and hopefully by the time they bring you back out of it out again your skin's all grown back and you're you want you know the pain won't be too much so there's, there's that kind of element of like well you know i've just found out i'm, I'm married and uh, i've turned out i'm gay and i've got kids everything else it's not a true story and um you know like i, I feel i'm having to split up with my husband and i'm feeling really depressed about it and i'll just go and get some some pills and i'll just take them and that might just give me a lift you know to get through it so you know that's that's for up up to people to do what they want to do i'm not like i'm not being judgment of any judgmental of anybody but again it's if the younger you are if someone tell if you listen to this and you if you're like in if you're if you're if you're 10 or something you know if you if you're younger uh it's worth listening to what i'm telling you because you well, you won't listen to me anyway but you know in retrospect you look back and you can see all these things in your life that um that fucked you up later on and you know a little little things you do in your in your in the past can uh can have these massive ripples so it's a, it's a universally great analogy but it's you know you see it's like you see um a big ship on the horizon and it and it passes by like a huge cargo ship it just passes by and you're standing on the shore and then 20 minutes later a massive wave comes and like washes you into the sea so it's a little bit like that you know like some you know something happens in the past and you don't really know how that's going to you know often all these ripples are all joined together and you lead up to having some sort of massive mental breakdown when you're in your you know midlife crisis or whatever so so that's one element of it the other element is just trying to um avoid all the stuff that's going to fuck you up fuck your brain up so you know avoiding you know be careful what you eat you know like food what you're eating is how probably as a as a, a, a humongous effect on you like you know, you'll you'll I'll, I'll meet people and they're old and they've just been diagnosed as diabetic and you just look at what they're eating it's like are you a fucking idiot like why are you taking those pills like why don't you just change your diet and like oh well i've changed it a bit because they said i couldn't do this it's like you know like you know just try just try changing your diet it's like well the doctor said this is the best you know well just just try it what's, what's the worst that can happen you just, you just die so so you know so your diet's a massive thing you know going walking i don't want to say mindfulness because you know i don't like all that crap but you know the the more you move the more you the more you move the more you're like engaging with objective reality so if you go out walking in the rain and you're piss wet through and you're miserable you know you know, you're exactly where you are. You know, your brain doesn't wonder when you're walking around. You've got massive blisters on your feet. You know, if you, you know, I'm going for like two two hour walk in the morning, and I'm going for another like two hour walk in the afternoon at the moment, and another hour late at night because I'm pushing the stupid pram around. But you, um, you know, when you're doing it, it's it's like such a healthy such a healthy thing. Now, again, when you when you're depressed. All this sounds like bullshit. Like you can't, you know, you just can't even open your eyes, let alone go for a walk. But these are things. These are things to. These are more like, like. Why don't we have people talking about how not to get depressed? Is it would that not be a really good idea? Instead of how what to do, like we we're investing like billions and billions and billions into being depressed. Why don't we invest a little bit into like not being <laughs> not being depressed? So, um, so yeah, so that's. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so I, I was I was trying to I was yeah sleep as well. Sleep's another one. 
you know so we go back to the whole social media thing like get rid of your phone you know don't use your computer at night read a book when you go to bed like these are really really simple things which are a hundred times more effective than 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 any kind of uh, antidepressant and if you if you research into antidepressants you realize that nearly all of them are, are at best not very effective and at worst they're not effective at all but it's almost like um you know if i go and see a shaman and he gives me a rabbit's foot and i've got like a bad leg you know i break my leg and he gives me this rabbit's foot and he goes put this rabbit's foot in your pocket and your leg will get better and i'm like cheers doc and i go away and then you know after a few weeks my leg's is, is great i'm like oh my god that was amazing so that's how most of these things work like your body your body has an amazing capacity to mend itself and that's kind of uh that's what it does so you know if you if your girlfriend leaves you and you're broken hearted and you're so depressed and you want to kill yourself uh if you, if you can avoid killing yourself and you can go for a walk and you can interact and all that kind of stuff uh eventually you will you know you will get over it you know time heals all wounds um apart from like you know severed legs and you know chopped off legs and arms so you know there there is there is like a, a you know there's a in in a way like a lot of antidepressants are that's what they are they're just like a sugar pill like take this go away you know take it every day and you'll get better and it's like oh weird that's you know you know after a few years things got better so 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 it's worth pointing out out here we've got a demarcate we've got like a barrier a, a thing here between the people who think that they have mental illness problems and the people who are mentally ill now in my life i've met a few people who were properly mentally ill now when you meet someone you know when you meet someone who's got cancer there's something really there's some kind of thing when someone says i've got cancer it creates a weird reaction like you don't know what to say you don't know what to do and you you're maybe a little bit you're a little bit like repelled by that person like that's really horrible to say that but in a way you're like you're there's something about it now when someone is like properly mentally ill it's exactly the same you know you don't go you don't kind of they're not the kind of person who would say i'm mentally ill or i'm feeling you know they are like properly mentally ill now the people I know got mentally ill. Like one person killed himself, and the other person I don't know what's happened to that person. But they are like I once picked this person up on the road. I saw I saw her like hitchhiking. I picked her up, and I was driving along, and I knew her, I'd known her like pretty well. And I was like, "Oh, someone told me you'd gone mad." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I had like a you know psychotic episode." And I was like, "All oh, right, are you feeling better?" She's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm 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 good now." And she said, "Yeah, what it was is like people were like firing." lasers into my brain and uh blah 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 anyway so it turned out she was not she was not good at all you know she was still and like when you meet someone who's properly mentally ill it's like oh like i did think i was a bit depressed before but now i think actually i'm okay like this is this is like this is not something you you know when people the, the joke is that you don't go you know you go for a day and you might say somebody i'm a bit bipolar but you never say you know i'm schizophrenic you know, I often think about stabbing people. Like you don't, you know, people, there's a, there's a line between, you know, there's this thing where everyone has to demonstrate that they're mentally, some sort of mental illness or they're weak in some way. Like how many people would say, I've never had any problems with anything. I'm totally solid. Uh, I don't even think about it. You know, be like, oh God, listen to him, a bit of his own ass. 
So people like Pete Whitaker, that's what he'd be like. He'd be like, ah, I don't know what it is. So all right, people in Africa, you know, you know, I, I don't know what they, I don't know what the stats are, but you know, people are you know suffering and smiling. That's that's kind of one way of, of going through it. So, um, so yeah, so uh, uh, this is probably like totally rambling and uh, rambling and bullshit. And some people are probably offended. Some people are switched off, but uh, like I, I am actually, I'm actually talking to. The reason I kind of have developed this, these some of my theories about, you know, how not to go mad, is uh, in the in the past, um, like I have actually, I would I would it's hard to say, but I think I did go mad. I had like a psychotic episode in the past, and uh, which is like which is, uh, is in a way like it's it's like a massive shame. It's like I feel shame about it, but the worst thing about it is once you have gone. So this is this is kind of the this is kind of the, not like I'm a bit depressed. It's like, you know, it's like this is like super serious kind of really super serious kind of thing. And but the worst thing about it is you never you never ever really trust yourself. You never really trust like in Psycho Vertical, the film, I think there's a bit where I say like I'm a I'm a dangerous man and that's that what's that's what I'm talking about. Is I don't really trust myself. I don't really trust my thought process processes i don't really trust what i'm saying i don't really trust how i see things and yeah, i don't take any medication for it uh how i deal how i deal with it is i just view it as being a natural thing like it's a it's a product of who i am it's like saying oh you're gay let's give you some you know chemical kosh or let's give you this let's, let's lobotomize you and you'll feel better like i i have to i, I view how i am um as being totally natural i don't pathologize myself you know i kind of went crazy you know i don't i don't really think there's a point where i where i wasn't or where i got better you know i don't want to think of it as got getting better i just um you just changed into something else and that's just part of that's just part of life so depression is the same i don't like calling it depression but looking back i had like you know you know, very unhealthy relationship with my, with my day-to-day life, you know, like just all that kind of stuff. So, so, and you know, when you go through this, like people are always telling you to, oh, you need to go and go see the doctor. You need to go get some, you know, pills and all that kind of stuff. And I guess it's in my nature, probably stuff in my past. In um, I have this thing about my mom having depression, but she denies it. But I, you know, I do, I remember her, her like, pouring pouring all her uh, pills down the down the drain and stuff um so those things like have like a big kind of impact on you but also i had this thing where my son they wanted my son to have ritalin and i probably talked about this in the past but you know with most with the most flimsiest diagnosis they wanted him to have ritalin and it was like really shocked that is that that's how easy it is to just put this like kid on ritalin to make him be better or conform or something so that 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 kind of that made me question the uh the kind of orthodoxy of like of drugs and doctors and all that kind of stuff and uh so yeah so I've, so I end up developing my own kind of theories on on all these kind of on these kind of things so you know I think in the past I've talked about like locked in life syndrome and all these kind of things so there are, there are a way of um like locked in life syndrome you know it's you know, you're, you're, you're driven mad because you're trapped in the life you don't want to have. And you, that's how people then, you know, you, you can't escape from it. And it's like probably horrific. So a lot of people experience that. 
Um, but it's a way of it's a way of trying to, I guess it's I guess it's being compassionate to yourself and trying to be understanding of yourself and giving yourself, you know, like it by me by me poo-pooing the idea of being depressed or trying to not use the word depressed or definitely not using the word clinical depression or chemical imbalance or I have a diagnosis of this. You know, like the doctor doesn't see you long enough to give you a diagnosis. He's just, you're just a, a thing, you know, just a like, you know, next kind of thing. So it's a way of trying to build a landscape, build this landscape this map of of yourself and your history and your and your future and and how you operate that allows you to um to to kind of pretend to be sane you know to be but in the in the in the end that you end up looking totally insane like this probably sounds this probably sounds totally insane so you know but then but then you have to you have to um you have to be blunt with these things you know maybe that's if if more people talked like this and was and were honest you have this kind of fake honesty of like oh i'm you know i'm stephen fry and i i bipolar blah 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 you know it's not i don't really think that's kind of helpful i think you have to really you have to give you have to come up with something better than that really you know like feel sorry for me there's something you know like i'm you know i'm i mean i'm an injured person or whatever like I, i really i think it's i think it's good to give someone some kind of hope you know how of how to kind of do this so 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 i thought anyway so i think i better like round this up for again for the people coming along and you know bundle me into a a van take me to the uh the mental asylum um which is funny when people actually do do that but that's another story uh so i thought i got i thought i'd finish with a little clip from um from the living dead not the film not the uh not the film that's quite a good film uh but adam is it adam curtis richard curtis um one makes the crap films one makes good documentaries which from this documentary have you used it's called first the documentary the living dead and the episode was uh, have you used me as a fish long enough and it was a in this documentary there's a woman i don't think she's ever named and she tells this story about the CIA, she was part of um, Operation Ultra. Is that Operation Ultra? MK Ultra. Now, this, this is another thing about objective reality versus subjective reality. So in, in objective reality, you have conspiracies, which are true. And in subjective reality, you have conspiracy theories. And all, all those people are crazy. Anyway, so MK Ultra is like, it's something it's worth looking into because it was a, it's a real thing. And so in, in MK Ultra, they did all these experiments on people in the 50s and 60s using you know drugs and all sorts of stuff um to try and learn if you could like program people brainwash them and all these kind of experiments and all the all the data and nearly everything about what they did was was destroyed we haven't we have very little evidence of what they actually did um we have like a only very small bit of evidence for uh, you know proof remains what it what what the program was was doing and uh, like stu- a study of the CIA is is kind of inter- is a good thing to do if you want to understand the world around us as well. So, but in the in the in this MK Ultra, they went into psychiatric hospitals and they started giving electric shock therapy to people 
um, not just the normal safe amount. They were like shocking people to the point where this woman was shocked so many times that she didn't remember what her husband looked like, what her children looked like. She didn't know what sex was. Like she was, her brain was like completely wiped. To, to, so it's completely empty. And and it just is, so I'm just going to play you, we're going to finish now. I'm just going to play you the, um, the end of, uh, the end of this documentary where the woman reflects back on, um, on the results of, uh, what happened. Um, cause I think what she talks about is again, it's the objective truth of her experience, which is not the objective, not the subjective truth you would have if this was a, f- a film on Netflix or, a you know, like a fictional kind of book. This is like a very, it's very raw and interesting what she says. So, so I apologize if anybody was upset with it by this, by this podcast and it's not the usual thing, but I don't like, I really don't like upsetting people and I don't like people to think that I am flippant with these things or don't care how people feel. And yes, I am thin skinned because I actually, do really care about these things so um hopefully definitely next time we talk it'll be more funny anyway thanks for listening that age is now over and we are caught up by the irrational forces of the past once again except for a few individuals who live in a different world a world free of memory what had been done to me was wrong and horrible but i was freed up because i didn't have any memory i didn't have to worry about a memory i was exactly who i had shaped myself into being and people kept wanting to feel sorry for me and that i was a victim i understand that because they were horrible experiments but on a personal individual basis i was not a victim because I was freed up from any of the garbage that people who have memory carry around with them all the time. Memory is a dangerous thing. Not just for individuals, but for for whole societies, for cultures. They they keep looking backwards and trying to relive and, and reshape the past when they can't and they know they can't but it keeps pulling them backwards and they keep reliving the stuff that happened and I'm free of that
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.